giving hope in counseling on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I have with me Dr. Lance Quinn. He is a vice president of the Expositor Seminary and on the pastoral team of Grace Emanuel Bible Church in Jupiter, Florida. He's been involved with biblical counseling uh, movement for over 30 years, having served as a fellow and a board member of ACBC for some 25 of those years. Lance and his late wife, Beth, have eight adult children and currently 15 grandchildren. Uh, Lance, it's always good to be with you, brother. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, it's great to be with you, Dale. Now, we're going to talk about this idea of hope, and I think this is so important. I, I love to think about this idea. This is something that biblical counseling truly offers in a way that's anchoring and enduring uh, that no other system is able to offer genuinely. Uh, so, Lance, why do you think this biblical concept of giving hope is so important for the people that we have the opportunity to counsel? You know, Dale, you know as well as I do that people come in to receive help from us. Most of the time, I would say they're wanting help, but it's probably almost always tied to, if not every single time, tied to a lack of hope. They're frustrated. They're discouraged. They want help. And usually one of those components that they need the most help in is to be hopeful and to try to respond to whatever challenges tests, trials they're undergoing. And hope is that component that will surely give them a kind of encouragement and a way forward. So, you know, this is one of those eyes of the seven eyes that's known very well in ACBC circles, and that's giving hope to your counselees. I think it's, it's absolutely vital. I agree. And I think this is one of the key things that sets our, our type of counseling apart. And what we're talking about is giving a particular type of hope. And as I mentioned earlier, I mean, uh, um, anyone who does counseling is trying to give a person uh, hope of some sort. Uh, but but we're, what we're talking about, based on the finished work of Christ, based on the revealed word that God has given us, is a different type of hope that we're describing here. And so I want you to describe this difference between the world's definition of hope and the biblical concept of hope and, and help us to understand what that difference would look like. Well, the Apostle Paul is, you know, a primary author in the New Testament, you know, 13 epistles, and he, he might actually, Dale, be called uh, the Apostle of Hope mm. because he talks about hope so much. And he differentiates between the sorrow of the world and the hope of the believer. You know, he says, we are not, not like those who grieve, but who have no hope. We are those who are most hopeful because, you know, to quote, you know, the statement of Jesus himself in, in the Gospels, if you are fearful of a person who can kill the body, uh, then you're in deep trouble because Christians will be persecuted. Christians will be mistreated. They'll be martyred, as we know from you know the first century onward. And so the idea of hope is embedded in the Christian life. In fact, we, we call Jesus our blessed hope, the hope of his return. 
So don't fear someone who can kill the body. Fear him, that is God Almighty, who can destroy both body and soul in hell. So Paul maximizes that in his teaching, and he keeps a resounding gong of hope by saying there's continuity between this life and the life to come. You know, so many people are are thinking only of this life, but we have this great continuity because there is a life to come in which and for which we have great hope. And that's what, as you mentioned with Paul, that, that's what he's setting his mind upon. He he talks to Titus. He says, "This is I'm looking and longing for this blessed or glorious appearance of the Lord Jesus, which he describes in so many other texts, that that is his hope. And I think that's one, one of the things that, that we forget about in counseling. We, we want to help things imminently, which is not a bad thing. But sometimes that, that causes us to be blinded or skewed to the true hope that the Lord gives us in his word, which is eschatological. It's that, it's that which is to come where he will make all things right and new. And that's a huge difference. And it's intended to, to anchor our soul in the here and now. So why do you think this concept, maybe even this reality of living in Christian hope, particularly the hope of the, the gospel that we talk about, the, the gospel of Christ, is very critical and a fundamental principle for Christians and, and therefore very useful for us in counseling. Well, if you remember, you know, the Apostle John speaks in 1 John that this hope of Christ's return is the kind of hope that purifies us. So you and I are not just looking at the future as though that's the hope. The hope is in the here and now. The hope of the resurrection, our resurrection because of Christ's resurrection, the hope of Jesus' return is that which instills hope in the here and now for us because I know this is not all there is to life. There is a hope to come when we will have no pain, no sorrow, no tears, no suffering. You know, as you mentioned in the introduction, my dear wife, Beth, three years ago went to glory And she was banking on that hope. And our eight children who all believe in Christ, their hope, our hope, my hope, your hope, the counselee's hope, is firmly fixed to the hope that Jesus will return. And as he is preparing us for his return, that very fact, that truth, that promise purifies our lives because his hope is our hope. His promise is our promise. Yeah, even the, the the centerpiece of the Christian message that Christ rose from the dead. I mean, Paul alludes to that so many times in the New Testament uh, to set our affection on that, because it, it, it is an assurance that what we are hoping in will, will come true. I even think of uh, Romans chapter 5. I mean, how can we not when we think that this is the type of hope the Bible says that we anchor ourselves on and it will never put us to shame, this this work that the Lord does in our hearts through difficulty and, and suffering. And, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Would you say that Christian hope is especially important for those who are hurting, those who are suffering? And, and talk about how we encourage or counsel those who are in a situation where they're hurting and suffering. Well, you're right. And this is probably a great place to, to qualify ourselves. We're not talking about a sort of slap-happy hope, sort of a giddiness. People are hurting. Death is real. Physical pain, as I mentioned a moment ago, is martyrdom, the persecution of Christians. Now, we, we don't experience that in the United States to any degree compared with 
other countries of the world. And, and yet those countries of stalwart Christians are experiencing massive attacks on their faith. That's why I love what Peter says in 1 Peter, that we are born again to a living hope. Mm-hmm. So I think the difference between the world and their view of hope is, hey, get me out of this jam. I don't want to have difficult circumstances. I want to buy my my way out of it. I want to sort of uh, try to psych myself out of the pain that I'm in. But when Christians come and they're hurting and they're discouraged, they're downtrodden, they want the hope that comes from God's word and that living faith so that when God says, I promise you that you will be with me, and that I'm preparing a place for you. We can bank on that because of our faith. You know, this is 1 John 5. This is the victory over the world, dash, our hope, right? Our faith, our trust, our love for Christ. Those are the passages that I think are so very important because hurting Christians need hope, and we're here to provide it for them. Yeah, it's often said even about biblical counseling and ACBC that that we can be harsh at times. And uh, I, I don't know how we could be harsh, you know, when we think of the, the plethora of the New Testament that describes this hope, which is intended to be a comfort and an encouragement. And one of my favorite passages in Hebrews 6, 19, it's an anchor to our soul. It is something that because of the steadfast, faithful love of God that he has demonstrated through his promises in our Lord Jesus Christ, the writer of Hebrews describes, it is the thing that keeps us stable in this ever tossing and turning world. And uh, it is the hope that we have to provide for people and, and to give to people. I want you to talk a little bit about in the New Testament, if you were to just describe, you, you mentioned Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, could be called the, the Apostle of Hope or the Writer of Hope. Talk a little bit about the New Testament and what books you or what book you think maybe speaks most about this crucial sense of Christian hope that, that we can anchor ourselves in. You know, what comes to mind immediately are First and Second Thessalonians, because obviously those are books that Paul wrote to a brand new church, really. I mean, it could have been three to six months the birth of of this church in Thessalonica, Greece. And Paul knew that in a pagan environment with a new church and the multiplicity of gods and all of the sinfulness of pagan idolatry, he says to them, wait for the Lord from heaven. He's coming. And he mentions hope and the return of Christ and what we call, you know, by theological term, eschatology, Mm -hmm. the end times. And he's almost using those two books as a way of saying that your hope is in the return of Christ. And if you are reading 2 Thessalonians, for instance, and you're reading in in chapter 2, this is sort of a little benediction before the end of the book itself. There's a benediction at the end, but this is one that's sort of embedded in the, in the middle of this epistle. And in verse 16, it says this, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. I love that phrase, eternal comfort 
and good hope through grace. It's the way the ESV translates it. And of course, Jesus is arming them for the battle, but he's also saying the battle is going to be victorious. Hope, which is a way of saying not, I hope so, but I am convinced, you know, the the overcoming of the world through our faith, that 1 John 5, is a way of saying what is said here by Paul, the good comfort and hope through grace is that God will keep his promises. So it's bound up and determined upon the very veracity of God's word. Yeah. And I love that. I mentioned the passage in in Hebrews 6. He goes on in verse 20 and says, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He's saying this is secure behind the curtain. This is secure because of our God and the faithfulness and steadfastness of of our God, whom he's proven to be true. Lance, you know, it's really, if we could have this conversation every morning and anchor ourselves back on this hope of Christ, we would be better off. I think we would, we would walk in a way that is joyful and more at peace. And this is equipping us uh, to help our counselees. And, And brother, thank you for this conversation. Thank you. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I want to take an opportunity today to, to talk a little bit about a, a webinar that's coming up June the 6th. And at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, June the 6th, we are inviting our ACBC certified members to a webinar, a webinar, Equip and Engage. We've been doing this uh, for the past several years, been very successful in introducing several topics, reminding us of old topics. Well, this particular evening, we are going to introduce our members to bits and pieces of our documents that we are releasing on the subject of abuse. And we want to give our members a sneak peek of that. And and our webinars were created uh, specifically for this type of purpose to allow our members exclusive access to resources. And and so we're going to have a discussion about some of the topics related to our abuse documents, the things that we think will be very helpful in so many ways to to help our counselors think through the issue of abuse. So will you join us June 6th? Check your email. There's an invitation for you as certified members of ACBC to register for our webinar. Be with us there. I'll be leading that. I'll look forward to being with you. And as always, there's opportunity for you to ask questions. And so for the rest of you, I want you to be watching uh, over the summer. We plan, we hope that Those documents will be completed and ready, and they will be sent out to the public to be able to review in hopes that we're encouraging our counselors to do well when they encounter these types of issues related to abuse. So if you're a member of ACBC, I would encourage you not to delay. Check your email, follow the registration link, join us for the webinar that will happen Tuesday, June 6th, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Now, for the rest of you, as always, we have tons of other resources, as you know, on our website. So go visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.